quick content note here before we begin this episode of What Am I Rolling? This episode's one-shot, Long Haul 1983, is a solo RPG which investigates themes of isolation, dependency, trauma, futility, and mental and physical health. Other specific content warnings for this one-shot include violence and harassment towards women, gaslighting, smoking, loneliness, and death. If you aren't in a good headspace just now, or want to avoid these topics completely, please feel free to skip any or all of this one-shot. Thanks again, and stay safe, my friends. Hello, and welcome to What Am I Rolling? A twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This week, I'm playing Long Haul 1983, a solo RPG that tells the story of a dangerous journey through an empty world. Written by Sean Patrick Kane. In Long Haul 1983, players take on the role of a long-haul truck driver, trying to make their way home. Every day, they'll hit the road, navigating treacherous highways, fleeing from menacing threats, and dealing with the psychological impacts of isolation. And at the end of each day, They'll find a payphone, make a call, and leave a message for the most important person in their life. That person never picks up, and the player never stops calling. You can find out more information about Long Haul 1983 and Sean Patrick Kane's other games on itch.io. I'll add links to it on the What Am I Rolling website and in this episode's show notes. How Long Haul 1983 works. This game is about a dangerous journey through an empty world. Using a deck of cards, some fudge dice, and a microphone, players will create an original narrative of resilience in the face of world-shifting catastrophe. As a note, fudge, or fake dice as they're sometimes known as, are six-sided dice with an equal number of pluses, minuses, and blank sides. These dice will help determine the success of any rolls used during the game. As Long Haul 1983 breaks up quite nicely into distinct sections, I will go through each section before each part of the one-shot. One last thing before we begin. Naturally, there are times in this one-shot where the players and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. And what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. So I'm playing a game today called Long Haul 1983 by Sean Patrick Kane. I've been told a lot about this. I'm really excited because it's lots of different things. It's based on The Wretched, which we've played before on this podcast. So yeah, so I'm really excited about this because it's very much my kind of solo RPG. Long Haul 1983 is a game about a dangerous journey through an empty world. It's a solo RPG, so I can play it by myself at my own pace, which is very kind of them to say so. It's a role-playing game, so we're going to be creating, developing, and embodying a character as we play. And most importantly of all, it is a storytelling game, so my choices will be driven by creativity and not strategy. More importantly, it's a journaling game, so we'll end the game with a unique record of my experience to revisit and share. So, things we need before we start. We need a copy of the player sheet, which I have printed out, and I will describe as we go along. 
I need a standard deck of 52 playing cards, which I have, and these indicate the days. Each day is like a short chapter in my story, and every day I will draw cards from the deck. And when these cards are drawn, I will use the Atlas, which again we'll go into more detail later. These cards will indicate events and evoke memories as I travel towards my destination. Next thing I'll need is four fudge slash fate dice. Now these dice are custom d6 with pluses and minuses on them. I managed to find some at the back of my RPG drawer, but you can also use normal d6s as well. And there are things in the book which tell you how to interpret those results, but thankfully for this, I do have actual fate dice. Next, you'll need a device to record your voice. At the end of each day, your character will leave a message on an answering machine. These messages will become the chronicle of your journey. They are how you tell your story. You can use a phone app, an analog cassette voice recorder, or anything else. I mean, I don't have an analog cassette recorder. <laughs> I've not had one of those for years, but um, I'm just going to use this as a way to record it and then eventually put it out for podcasting. Finally, I need a way to listen to music. Occasionally, a card game will tell you to listen to a song, and then it gives links to both a Spotify playlist and an Apple Music playlist, which is very, very good. However, having a quick look beforehand, it seems that they are all copyrighted music, so I'll be able to listen to them, but we won't be able to use them for the game. So that's great. And I need some time. Your story will sing when you move slowly. Let things linger. move on to character creation so a little bit of bio here and essentially it's one page and there's lots of like options that I could tick as we're going ahead let's just start with the intro so it's 1983 and the world feels hollowed out yesterday sirens cluttering the highways CB chatter about a jetliner disappearance rumors of a plague today radio silence fires on the horizon desolation. You're in a cab of an aging semi-truck. It's your rig. You're an owner-operator. The doors are locked, windows up, the air is stale. You catch yourself in the rearview mirror. You see, and then there are three columns full of options. Uh, And they're all, I will say, they're all very 80s options, which I absolutely love. I'm going to pick an option from each column, I think, just to build up this image that I have of my character. So, in the first column, the options are a wilting perm, your father's hat, a black eye, ragged stubble, unmaintained cornrows, a greying beard, a shipload of blush, unexpected bruises. I think it's the 80s. We want a wilting perm. A thousand percent, that's what we want. So I'm going to write that down on my character sheet. Column two. We've got a decent mullet, feathered bangs, an odd sunburn, crusty eyeliner, a busted lip, a cheap gold chain, an unkempt moustache, and a sweat-stained headband. Mm. Ah, I think we'll go with we'll go with crusty eyeliner. We've all been there, those who wear it, where you leave it on for slightly too long, and you sleep in it, and it's not nice, not nice at all. Final column: our options are a bloody nose, perfect dreadlocks chap lips, a well-groomed soul patch, your auntie's earrings, bloodshot eyes, thick sideburns, and a faded neck tattoo. 
I am going to go for <laughs> chapped lips. So what you're seeing in the rearview mirror is a very rough looking person. <laughs> They've had clearly a very bad night's sleep, maybe tossing and turning in their cab. So the options I got were a wilting perm, crusty eyeliner and chapped lips. Yesterday, you finished a run. You ate a full meal and slept on a familiar cold spring mattress in the back of the cab. This morning, same routine as always. You were awake for a solid hour before you noticed. You are utterly alone. There's still power, hot water, megastore aisles are still lit, gas pumps are functional so there's fuel too, but no people anywhere. Not one. You think to yourself, and then there are six options. I've got, this is just like that story. This is just like my dream. This is all so fucked. This is all my doing. This must be hell. This must be paradise. I mean, it feels very much like The Stand, doesn't it? Like that Stephen King book. So I could go with, it's just like that story. But I'm being drawn to that fourth option. This is all my doing. I think that could be really interesting as a story mechanic, so... I'm going to say this is what I think when I just realise this. I think to myself, this is all my doing. You listen to the squeak of vinyl as you shift your weight in the driver's seat. You're thinking about how far you are from where you need to be, where you might be needed, where someone might be waiting for you. And then there are six options again. I have someone alone and scared, someone you owe, someone who owes you, Someone who never stopped loving you. Someone who doesn't like to be kept waiting. Someone you need to prove wrong. Hmm. Some good options there, I will admit. I am going to go for number five. Someone who doesn't like to be kept waiting. I think that's a really interesting one. Even when there's no one else about that I'm thinking about, I need to get back because this person doesn't like to be kept waiting. So yeah, that's who's waiting for me. Oh, and then it goes on to say... Someone who might appreciate a phone call at a time like this. You need to hit the road. No time to waste. But your thoughts are cloudy and a song keeps rattling around in your head. You keep mumbling and then there are six options here, which there must be song lyrics or jingles or something like that. So I'll read them through, but apologies if I get the tone of them wrong or the rhythm of them wrong. So the first one says, we'll make it through... We'll make it, we gotta make it. Second one is, we've gotta stop all the men from messing the land, from what we understand. This is our last and only chance. Third option, they tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise, they tell me of an unclouded day. Number four, I just wanna be your fantasy, I just want you to be right next to me. Number five, this may be the last time, maybe my last time, I don't know. And then we have the final one, which I think must be an advert. Morning, Mr. Radio. Morning, Little Cheerios. Morning, Sister Oriole. Did I tell you everything is fine in my mind? So those are the six options I have. Um, keeps rattling around in my head. Which one of them appeals to me most? Um, so let's go for number three. They tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. They tell me of an unclouded day. That'd be quite cool. I quite like that. You start the engine. It's 1983, and you need to find a phone. 
preparing to travel, so we will travel far, thousands of miles. The scenery will change, sometimes rapidly, sometimes imperceptibly. There is always a trace of fire on the horizon. On your player sheet, list these eight environments to follow in any order that makes sense to you. And our eight environments are ice, snow, wind, rain, heat, flood, fog, and dust. The first location on the list is already marked. This is where you begin. When you are told to advance to the next location, do so. Mark it. This is now where you are, a bit closer to your destination. The final location is your destination. If you reach it, the game ends. Okay. Well, I think it's always good to start an RPG in the rain. So we'll start it and it's raining outside. Then let's go for... It gets colder. So as the rain turns colder, I think it then would become snow as the second option. I think then we'd go for ice as the third option. Oh, there's flood as well, isn't there? Hang on. Okay, scratch that. Second option, we'll go for flood because it keeps on raining. Then we'll go for snow. Then we'll go for ice. What are the final four we've got? We've got wind, fog, dust, and heat. Well, I think heat should be right at the end if there's a fire in the distance, right? Um, so after ice, I think I can go for... Why don't we go for fog? Then we could do wind, and then dust, and then heat. That makes sense. So the environments, in the order that I will go through them, will be rain, flood, snow, ice, fog, wind, dust, and heat. Your destination is a very specific person in a very distant place. They might be a lover, a child, a parent, a loss or absent friend. Define the relationship. Be specific. Give them a name. Write it all on your player sheet. Every day ends with you at a payphone leaving a message on this person's answering machine. They never pick up. You keep calling. Your destination might be unreachable. This might all be for nothing. But you will drive day after day after day until you can't. So all we know is that we've picked this person, whoever it is, who, the person I'm going towards, they don't like to be kept waiting. So instantly I think it's somebody who I admire, but maybe out of fear. Someone that's been a part of my life for a long time. Someone I looked up to, but also don't wish to incur the wrath of or incur even their just sort of judgment. Maybe they're very judgmental. But it's clearly someone that I have a really strong connection to, and I'd like that to be a positive one in a way. So let's go for like a grandmotherly type figure. How about Nana Sue? Nana Sue. That's who I want to find in the end. Nana Sue does not like to be kept waiting. She is a figure of authority. She is a figure of great sort of reverence oh how about this how about this nana sue isn't my biological grandparent per se she's adopted myself and many of my siblings and so is a foster parent of some sorts but she insisted that we call her nana or nana sue rather than mum so we maybe have a huge family as a result like a whole one of those huge foster families with people at different ages and stuff and i would say i am one of the middle children in that. As such, as with any big family, it's sometimes hard to find your 
position and, and your place per se. So you maybe look up to the matriarch who sort of organizes it all. And Nanasu, she's kind but firm. And maybe that comes across sometimes that she's doing what she thinks is the best for you, but doesn't put it in nice phrases for you. Doesn't doesn't have um, doesn't mince her words, so to speak. So she is a respected matriarch, but at the same time, you just wish she'd just care or just show some sort of emotion towards you. Okay, next bit. Wound. You are wounded. It's minor, but could, and over the course of the game, presumably will, get worse. Name the wound. Note it on your player sheet. So I think what was eye-catching when I looked up at my appearance is I looked at my hair, my eyes... Um, and my lips and whilst there doesn't seem to be any superficial damage I'm going to say that I have a fractured jaw we'll work it out during play I guess but um, for some reason I have a fractured jaw and it's some, it's not difficult for me to speak but it hurts as almost if you don't have any pain relief when you're taking out a tooth at the dentist at the back just really hurts on the right hand side I'd say the world is not entirely empty Begin thinking of an external threat that will appear, pursue you, destroy you. Defining the threat gives you, the player, some control over the story themes, tone and even genre. Maybe the threat is an armed gang of super-right separatists, or a sentient viral cloud, or a solitary government agent tracking survivors and cleaning up the evidence. Maybe it's an extraterrestrial force sent to exterminate and colonise, or a desperately hungry brigade of half-dead livestock, or an elder god or a single child with unimaginably destructive powers. Maybe you're not the hero of the story, but an unwelcome trespasser on lands that are not yours to use, and so on. Right now, you only need a vague sense of the threat. Jot a single short idea on the player sheet. You will continue to find it as you play, and as it gets closer. When you are told to advance the threat, mark an empty spot on your player sheet. When you mark the fourth and final spot, the threat overtakes you, and the game ends. Reading out those examples just then, I'll be honest, the only one that really appealed to me, made me really interested, was this idea of a single child having unimaginably destructive powers. It reminds me of that Twilight Zone episode about a child who did what they wanted and if anyone went against them, they got turned into horrible things because the child had these amazing powers. I'm going to take it one step further. I'm going to say it's an ex-partner who has these powers. And I think this story may go down a very Jessica Jones route with the purple man sort of thing. So I'm just going to put that in there for now. That's uh, that's going to be the inspiration, I think. And as a result, that's really going to inform the tone. Regardless, the threat is an ex-partner with unimaginably destructive powers. You have three stats, body, mind and rig. Body represents your physical health and strength. Mind represents your spirit, hope and clarity. Rig represents the condition of the semi-truck you drive. Some cards will direct you to roll your dice, so make a rig roll, make a body roll, etc. When you are told to roll, roll all of your fudge dice. Fill the relevant stat box with your best die. Place the dice right on your character sheet. The unfilled boxes count as a minus. If the sum of the dice is negative, you fail the roll. Anything else is a success. So each stat has three boxes in currently. And I begin the game with four dice. 
These dice represent my overall well-being. When I fail a roll, I remove one die from the game. That means success will be harder to achieve as a result. When you lose your last die, your journey stops and the game ends. Okay. When you are told to advance a stat, cross off one of the boxes, you now need one fewer die to resolve your rolls and success will be easier to achieve. Select one stat to advance now. Cross off a box on your player sheet. Okay, um, so I can either choose body, mind, or rig. If I can't get there, then it doesn't matter if I don't have a body or no mind. I need need a car to get there, right? So I'm going to cross off a box in the rig. So I only have two boxes there. Okay, final thing for character creation is making the first call. For your first call, review and follow this outline. You just finished a job named what you were hauling and how the drive went. So, obviously, I'm ringing... ringing Nana Sue. I don't know how interested she'd be in it. I think I'm just going to be very blasé about it and just say it was another shipment of plush toys. I think I would have... It sounds like I would have gone to a, a mega mall or like a, a mega store, at least, getting toys to children. Let's say that. I was a delivery of toys. I want to say it's like a big mega mall in the 80s. Something akin to the Mall of America, which I know for a fact wasn't done in the 80s, but I want something similar to that. The actual drive would have been uneventful, but I wonder if something might have happened with the ex-partner at this time. Maybe, like, why would I have a fractured jaw? So I'm going to say, I, I think on the call, I'll say it was uneventful, but maybe indicate other things were happening as well. You don't know what to say. Describe the weather. In brackets, check your player sheet. So it's currently raining, so I'll do the, my best British impression and talk about the weather and that it's raining. You don't understand what's happened to everyone. Make a wild guess. I think here is interesting because, obviously, this game is clearly made with sort of the American open road in mind, so... With that in mind, I think I would make some allusion to, like, it's maybe hurricane season. Maybe there was a big warning that I missed and people have headed to the shelters and stuff and people just left. A big hurricane or tornado warnings, it's that kind of season for it. You plan to drive as much as you can. You'll stick to the highways and stop only for sleep. Share this plan. Like, obviously, I think maybe just mention that I know she doesn't like to be kept waiting. I'll be there as quick as I can because why would you why why does she not want to be kept waiting maybe there's something Ooh, how about this she doesn't like to be kept waiting especially not on her birthday maybe we're all having a big celebration and I'm making my way back and I promised I'll be in time for it and I have to keep that promise because she doesn't like to be kept waking she doesn't like people breaking promises so I'll mention Okay, then I have three questions. It obviously depends on which stat I advanced. So if I chose to advance the rig stat, attest the reliability of your vehicle and compare its health to yours. Hmm. Obviously, you have to give your vehicle a name. You know what I'll do? In the UK, we have uh, gritters that spread salt on the roads to prevent snow buildup and creating like black ice for cars. And I can't remember which county it is, but they 
always christen their gritters with really fun names. The one they did recently was uh, the Duke of Spreadenborough. <laughs> so I'm going to have a look at what their names are and get inspired by that. Ah, Glasgow is where it is. Gritney Spears, Licensed to Chill, Spready Mercury, Penelope Gristop, Salt Disney, The Snowbuster, Sled Zeppelin, William Wallace, <laughs> Snow Connery, that's a good one. Penelope Gritstop. I quite like that one. So I'm going to call my cab Penelope. Penny for short. I think Penny is my pride and joy. She is beautiful, proper chrome, like outlines and details. So my truck would be my pride and joy. Compared to me, well, I look like shit. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I'll just... I'll play it down, I think. I feel like the relationship I have with Nana Sue is that I don't want to waste her time. So I think I'll be shortened about how I'm doing compared to Penny. An ultimate prompt. You don't want them to worry too much. Hint at the threat. So I'm going to say I broke up with my partner, who I am going to call Ed. It wasn't great. I'm sure I can come up with some details. And finally, you need them to understand your commitment. Make a promise. So I think I need to be back in time for the birthday party. I promise that I'll pick up their favourite kind of cake from the local bakery on the way home. What kind of cake would I... I'll pick her up a banana cake. And then it says, Say goodbye and end the call. It's time to go.
not going to come. I hope that's okay. Um, I, uh, I, like I said, I'll be there soon. Um, I'm going to pick up your favourites, you know, because I know you, you love your banana cake. So I'm going to make a, make, make a special stop off detour to your favourite bakery and I'll pick it up. And, uh, uh, yeah. Um, I, I love you, Anna. It's Trish, by the way. Okay. Love you. Bye. Each day is played in four phases. We start the engine, we hit the road, check your progress, and then make the call. So, start the engine. Every day begins with the same ritual. You slide your keys into the rig's ignition and turn. Try it now. Find the engine block on your character sheet. Okay, there's two dice there. Roll all four of your fate die. Place your two best die on the two boxes. If their sum is negative, so with one minus or two minuses, the engines don't start. Take a moment to consider the grinding of the engine as it cranks and fails. Unlike other roles in the game, there's no permanent consequences for a failed roll when starting your engine. Just try again. Gather all four of your dice, roll them again, and fill the two boxes. Keep trying until you succeed. If the sum of the two dice is not negative, then the engine starts. Take a moment to consider the reassuring rumble. You're ready to hit the road. Okay, so I'm going to pick up my fake dice and we're going to do my engine roll. There we go, two pluses, so the engine starts immediately. So I've made the call, hang up, rush back to the to the cab, maybe it's pouring with rain, and I get in and I shut the door and I just take a big breath. And it is reassuring when I turn the key and Penny just roars back into life. I feel confident that she's here, so we make our way. Days on the road are long and tedious. There are occasional moments of beauty or hope, but the days are more often punctuated with panic, dread or agony. When you hit the road, take three cards from the deck. Place them face down in front of you, then reveal them one by one from left to right. Refer to the atlas as you reveal each card to tell a story of your day. There are four types of cards. Hearts equal body cards, which invite you to consider the physical needs, injuries and sensations of your character. Diamonds are mind cards. They invite you to consider the fears, memories and perceptions of your character. Clubs are rig cards, which invite you to consider the condition of your vehicle as you make your way. And finally, spades are road cards, which invite you to consider the world outside your rig. The road cards represent the travel and they will get you closer to your destination. When you have revealed and resolved these three cards, you may end your drive. You have always the choice of drawing and revealing additional cards. Extra time on the road is dangerous, but it might get you closer to where you want to be. Now this is interesting, so in order to advance, I need to pull out spades is the thing. So that's good to know. So here we go, check your progress. Some days are more fruitful than others. When you check your progress, you start by checking the cards you've revealed. If you have revealed at least one road card, so that's a spade card, you advance to the next location and you're getting closer. If you have not revealed a road card, you begin the next day in the same location. Then you reflect on the day. What happened? What has changed? What do you now understand? Collect your thoughts, check your notes and prepare for the call you're about to make. 
At the end of each day, your character finds a payphone and places a call to their destination. No one ever picks up. There is never a conversation. You leave a message on an answering machine. The content of the call is always up to you. You'll frequently summarise the events of the day, but you shouldn't feel empowered to move in other directions. Each call is an opportunity to develop backstory, theories, and your character. Remember too, it might be your last call. Don't have a plan or scripted. Keep it loose and conversational as you begin to record. Leave your message. When you finish, take a moment, discard the day's cards, and think about what tomorrow might bring. Okay, so we're going to do day one. So we've already done the engine, that's good. Let's get the uh, the cards out. I'm going to do them a shuffle. Okay. Right, those are the three cards out. It's going from the left. We're going to pick the first one. Ah, oh, fantastic. It's already a spade. It's the ten of spades. So the Ten of Spades says in the Atlas, Unpeopled landscapes stretch out in all directions. Whose land are you on? What do you know of its history? I actually don't know. I travel so much over these uh, these places, you know, doing deliveries, hours and hours on the road, going from state to state, and actually, I don't know. I think this is the first time in a long time, with the rain coming down, hitting the bonnet of Penny onto the windshield and having that time to think and look out and see like these, well, not even that much. And it feels very dark and isolating and actually being alone as well. I don't know about the land. I don't know anything about it. I don't know very much right now, I think. It's, um, it's, uh, I don't know. And I think I'm trying to distract myself thinking about why don't I know this? Why don't I know more? Maybe I should have paid more attention to things. Maybe to the obvious things. Card number two. It's the five of clubs. Clubs are something to do with the rig, so as you climb a steep miles-long hill, the engine groans. You push it and the needle or the temperature gauge rises. Make a rig roll. Okay, so I need to get two two dice in this one, but rolling all four of my fudge dice. Ah, easy success. There's three three pluses there. Yep, I succeed. You reach a scenic overlook and cut the engines to cool down. You have a few quiet minutes and decide to write something short and special and precisely word it. You'll carry it to your destination. And then it's asked me to play a track, track 13 on the list. So this song is Blink by Hiroshi Yoshimura. And begin writing and then end when the song ends.
All right. Oh, that was an interesting one. That I finish it. Well, I didn't even finish it. So when I get to the top and I'm letting Penny's engines cool down, I take out a birthday card that I had bought back at the store yesterday or the day before. And it's a little bit crumpled in places. It's got um, a sort of very nice drawing of a cake on it. And it says, happy birthday on the top in sort of big scrawling bright colours. And I open it and I start writing in it. And this is what I've written so far. Dear Nana Sue, happy birthday. <laughs> I hope you're having a great day. I know everyone worked really hard on getting it all organised. So I hope it lives up to your expectations. I also have some exciting news. I think I might have a permanent job opportunity out of state. Like like a permanent job contract. So I'll have regular hours and regular pay. I know this means I won't be around as much. Um, and yeah, sucks, but I'll be I'll come and visit, I promise. It's good news, I promise you. I'm hoping it will be a new start for me. I just need to get out of this rut that I've had. I need to make a big first step. I hope you aren't disappointed. And I hope you're not disappointed about Ed, either. I know you liked him, and he was always quite the charmer, but it didn't work out. I, I'm i sure there'll be an I stop written quite a lot in the birthday card. And I scrunch it up, and then I'm like, oh, I don't have a second card. So I try and smooth it out, and then kind of lost in thought, I, um, I stop, and I put it in the glove compartment, unfinished, thinking I'll finish it later. Alright, final card of day one. It's another rig card, so it's a ten. Ten of clubs. So this says, you spray a word slash symbol slash icon onto the hood of your rig. What does it look like? What is its meaning? Hmm. I think waiting for the engines to cool. I'm starting to do... I'm just getting impatient and I'm just thinking, like, about what happened earlier and some of the things that were said about how I don't take risks and always you know, look before you leap, never doing anything crazy or, or out of control and how that makes me look... Um, so I stop thinking those thoughts and I go, okay, fine, I will, I'll, I'll do something bold, I'll do something... So I go into the back of my cab and there are old paints, that, who knows how long they've been there. There's like reds and greens and stuff. And I'll probably pull over, I'll move Penny to some trees so there's a little bit more coverage and I wipe off the bonnet and let it dry a little bit. And then I start to, I start to spray paint stuff onto it. I think about what makes me the happiest. I sort of almost close my eyes and I sort of spray the paint indeterminately all the way around Penny's hood. And when I open my eyes, what I see is that it is a beautiful garden. Flowers all over her bonnet, her hood. The reds and the greens. Badly drawn. Not, like, beautiful, but, it, like, not artistic or anything like that. But it's just... Seeing it makes me feel so much better. Like, all these different flowers, all these, you know, different varieties and leaves, and it makes me so happy. So I I finish it off by 
on the side, on the side, spray painting her name, Penny, Penelope Gritstop, all in big red writing, and then underline certain bits of it in white, make it stand out. And it actually feels this sort of act like of defiance of, of things. Even though she was perfect in every way, I've just made it a little bit more personal. So it's her and she stands out. And my hands are covered in, in spray paint at this point. She looks amazing. She looks what I think of her on the inside, on the outside now. And I kind of wish, I wish I could do that for me. Okay, so those are day one cards done. Next up, check your progress. Some days are more fruitful than others. But we have revealed at least one road card, one spade card. So I can move on to the next travel location, which is Flood. So I'm just going to colour that in. And then finally, make a call. Day two. So first we try and start the engine. So I'll roll the four dice I got. 
another two pluses. So yeah, the engine starts. So same as yesterday. You know, I wake up groggy, tired, because sleeping in the back of the cab's not my thing. Get a shower at the gas station. Again, no one else around. It's really... I try not to think about it. I get back to Penny, get in the car, and shut the door. Keys go in, turn. She roars into life. And as I look up, the rain has stopped. But as I start to move out of the gas station and get onto the road... I notice that there's lots of water about. Many bits of the highway have flooded. It's really slow going. It's really worrying. I've never seen rain like this. And there are big areas where I have to be careful and slow down for fear of actually flooding the engine itself. But a new day, that means three more cards. So let's go. Alright, first card. The Two of Diamonds. Diamonds are mind cards. Ooh. Next time you fail a mind roll, you get a second chance and can re-roll your dice. Save this card as a reminder and discard it when you re-roll. That's really useful. I will keep an eye on that. I guess the justification for it is that maybe I'm just a bit more cautious because of the weather and how... The rain has really come down and has flooded these areas, so I'm really concentrating hard. And actually, I'm finding it much easier to concentrate the further I get away from my starting location, further away from the incident. And so I'm just pushing myself forward. Giving that for me to focus on doesn't mean I'm thinking about other things, which may be good or bad. That's useful, useful card. All right, next card. It's the Four of Clubs. That's a rig card, isn't it? Your CB radio splutters. Unclear voices fill your rig cabin. What do you hear? So I've not heard anything for a long time as I'm going down this road. And then suddenly my CB radio kicks in. And there's lots of static. The voices come into the cabin. And at first I'm not sure what's going on. And then I recognise it. I recognise the two voices that are in there. Sort of. And the only reason I know that is because my voice is one of them. And what is being played out is a conversation I had at a diner a couple of days ago with my now ex-partner, Ed. It's only parts of the conversation... And it becomes clear that a male voice is talking quite rapidly. Certain words are coming out of the radio. Pathetic. Useless. Worthless piece of shit. And you hear a female voice talking back, almost begging, please don't cause a scene. I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. Intersperse with static and the crashing and cracking of plates and cutlery and other voices intervening as if someone's breaking up a fight or an argument. My hands are gripping the wheel. Like, I try to turn off the radio and it's not happening. I try and change the station, it's not happening. 
so I know what's coming. There's almost like a crescendo of voices and screams and stuff, and there's a smack sound. And I feel my jaw wince in remembering and the pain, and, and suddenly it cuts out silent. And I, I, I stop dead. I don't even pull over or anything like that. Stop dead on the highway. There's just no one else around. There's no other cars. And I, I can't even... Th- it felt so real. I, I was back there, and as if I was just reliving that moment. I, but I was just imagining... I was, I was concentrating so hard on, on the road that I just slipped my mind back into it and I can't think about it anymore. I have to get back to Nana Sue. Can't think about what happened. Can't think about what happened to the rest of the diner. I got out of there. I ran. I just need to keep going forward. Final card of the day. Ooh, it's a heart card. The King of Hearts. That is a body. You have a violent face-to-face encounter with the threat. Advance the threat and describe the encounter. If the threat has not overtaken you, make a body roll to determine the extent of your injuries. Fuck. Okay. Okay, okay. So I pull in to uh, another gas stop after several hours after the... uh, radio incident and I you know I re- you know I go in no one else is around I fill up I do feel bad about just taking the fuel so I go and I go into the gas station and I I'm leaving money on the uh, on the register and I have a wander around pick up some snacks and a, and a drink and stuff and it's funny I don't know when he appeared but he was suddenly there I moved from one aisle to another and he was just down the other end looking at the the sunglasses and the shades putting one on trying one on I gasp and I drop all of my sweets uh, snacks and and, and there's a crack as the glass bottle of coke I'd bought smashes on the ground he doesn't react he sort of smirks in the to his reflection and asks which one do I prefer the one with the orange tint or the ones with the sort of aviator style what do you think I back away and I back into the glass freezers don't know how he's here. And eventually he turns to me, his eyes shielded by those glasses that he's wearing, the price tag dangling from one of the one of the arms of the sunglasses. Tell me what you think. What's wrong, Trish? You were also willing to give me your opinion back at the diner. He starts making his way towards me. I am frozen in place with terror. And suddenly I I just bolt. My legs start moving. And there's inhuman scream from the aisle. 
and behind me every single one of the glass cabinet doors open and smashes as I run past it. Um, bottles and, and cokes and, and soft drinks flying out. You know, I'm being bashed, I'm being hit. I guess I'll do that body roll now. Let's see. Two pluses and a blank, so that is a success. Cuts and bruises, essentially. Um, I didn't get the worst of it, but I make my way out and I run. I run to my car and I, I don't even look back. I get into the, get into the cab, lock the door, turn the key in the ignition hard, and drive off without, you know, just with, with just running. No snacks, no drinks, no nothing. I look back in the rear view. He's not there. As I pull away from the gas station, it's just empty. The glass sprinkling the grounds as there's a puff of smoke billowing outside the back of the gas station now. So, checking my progress, I've not pulled a road card just now. So I'm tempted to pull another one just just because so I'm going to do that I'm going to pull another I'm going to pull another card and see where we go oh thank goodness I did that it's a seven of spades so I can progress next but let's see what we get from seven of spades you nearly collide with an animal as it dashes into the path of your rig what distracted you from the road ahead I think that's obvious <laughs> My hands are dripping with sweat as I'm holding on to the steering wheel. And I keep glancing in the rear view, expecting to see... I don't know. I don't know what to see, I'd see. And then suddenly I look down and I see a deer skittering across the highway and I have to do... A, I, I swerve. And I pull off. Thankfully... Not too bad, but I swerve and I look behind and the deer carries on. It's not been hit. My blood is pumping through my ears and I, I'm trying to keep in control, trying to return my breath down to a normal pace and not, not think about him. I just need to get there. I just need to get to Nana Sue. It's all fine. So yes, now I move on to the next one, which is snow. Now I make the call. Maybe talk to the, to the police. 
Um, I'll, I'll make sure to get extra cake, extra banana cake, huh? And you know, you and I can enjoy it. And, uh, well, hey, you know what was it that you always say? Cake always makes things better, and I, I approve of that. I love you, Nana. Day three. So, first of all, of course, we have to do a engine roll for day three. Let's get on with that. We're in a new environment as well. We're in snow. So, we'll get, get that. Oh, another good one. Two pluses, a blank, and a minus. So, again, the engine with relative ease again, just key in the ignition, go. I like the idea when this happens, it's like wake up, go, shower, close back on. Same clothes as the last three days. Sigh into the mirror. Get in. Door shut. Key in ignition. Turn. Penny rolls into life. And the POV of the camera across Penelope Grit's stop on her bonnet as we drive away. And as we drive away this time, there is, as I said, there's the snow. So overnight, the rain has slowed down completely and now has changed. There's definitely a cold in the air. My breath, as I was moving to and from the cab, uh, checking on various things around Penny, the breath fogging up, almost creating the ice crystals in the actual air as I see them, and just the snow, slowly but surely, and then getting heavier and heavier until it becomes almost, well, a magical wonderland, essentially, this cold, crisp snow... When I ever I get out to stop, my feet crunching on them in my boots. I'm you know, grasping my hands and rubbing them for warmth when I'm outside getting petrol, feeling it in my chest and oh my jaw. The cold bites at it, at the pain. But I carry on and I keep going because I have a long way to go. And now looking at the snow, it's really thick and it's very deep and I'm again having to be cautious because if I get stuck in snow, it's a semi-truck. I can't... I'm going to struggle to get in there, so... Okay. Drawing my three cards for the day. First card. It's the Queen of Clubs. That's something to do with the rig. As you inspect your rig, you find evidence of the threat on an exterior door handle. What do you see? I think I didn't catch it yesterday. Again, maybe just because I was trying to focus on getting somewhere and getting all far away from that encounter. And it was dark when I came in and I was nipped in and out when I had to use the restroom and then came back. And then this morning, when I go for my shower and I come back and I look... On the passenger door, there is it's almost as if something claw-like has raked across the door and handle. Like a horrible scratch, like cracking the paint. The door handle itself is barely intact. It looks like it's been forced open, or been tried to force open, but my heart stops. I check around every other side very quickly. 
and get in at the driver's side. There's no, no other thing in the truck, I don't think. I don't know when this appeared. He was trying to get in. When was he doing this? Was this at night? Was this just now? I take off very speedily, not looking back. And when I get out, I always get out of the driver's side. Certainly today, I don't look back at the passenger side. Card number two. The Jack of Diamonds. This is a mind card. You remember a horrific nightmare about a wound. It grows, shifts, pulses, and transforms. Describe the dream, then make a mind roll. I have a nap in the afternoon. I've been sleeping very, very poorly, and I managed to find an area which I don't think will be too bad with the snow. And as I drift off, I have a dream. It's the diner. I said, I, I realise what's happening. I'm remembering what happened on that day, the day I broke up with Ed. How I asked to meet him here. It's the first time I'd ever asked him for something, or at least in recent memory, and he agreed. I can feel the, uh, the diner table and its chipped and stained tablecloth. I can see uh, the waitress pouring out coffee for some of the other drivers. I'm holding a menu, and I can see it shake. And then he's there across from me. Big smile. Something happens. I try to form words, but I can't. My whole jaw aches and aches, and it spreads just off from the, the right-hand side all the way across. And it feels like I'm almost like chewing horrible like gravel or, or stones or something, and it hurts and it pierces, and I can feel my, my mouth filling with blood. He's just there smiling taunting me saying I could never get it right I could never think of anything to say so why say anything at all I cough a big splurt of blood hits the tablecloth and I almost begin to choke on the blood in my mouth I can't get out I can't get rid of it he's just there laughing I'm going to make the mind roll so I'm using four of my dice because I have four I do have a re-roll card from day two, so we'll see. I don't need it though. Three pluses and one blank, so overall a success. I wake with a start. I am covered in a hot sweat. I go straight to my jaw and it hurts, but it's no more than usual. I turned on my side and leaned against something on my cheek. That must be what it was. I'm okay. But it goes back to me thinking that somehow what's happening to me, what's happening to the world, this is somehow my fault. And I don't know. I don't know how or if I can fix it. What does he want? Card free of today. 
Hey, it's another spade, the Eight of Spades. Means I get to move on to the next location, which should ice. That's pretty good so far. You watch the distinct fires along the horizon as they grow and shrink. What do you think started them? <sighs> the fires don't seem to be coming closer, no matter what route I take. Maybe I try and rationalise it, like justify it in some sort of way about, like maybe it's forest fires, or um, you know, weird weather phenomena, like I tried to before on day one about where everyone was. I know that can't be right though. I don't know what started them, but maybe oh, I hope someone's there putting them out. But there is this feeling in the back of my head as I sort of go towards it and then try and shy away from it is that somehow it's connected to Ed. All of this is, is something to do with me and Ed. And I can't even justify it. it. All my thoughts are confusing. All I know is that I need to get home. I need to see Nana Sue. Alright, checking my progress. So I have moved to the next stage, which is ice. So I do move ahead. And now it's time to make the call. Day four. We've moved on to ice. 
now. Ice, so I need to think of that. And, well, first things first, the engine roll. So, still got my four fudge dice, so we're just going to roll, see if the engine starts. Ooh. A lot of blank faces and one minus. So, let me see what that means. <laughs> Ooh, so the engine doesn't start on the first roll. The ice is cold. I can see the frost on Penny's window screen. It takes a lot of effort to get out of the cab because the ice is frosted over the door. So I go and I and I get out as soon as possible. And then when I get back in, I put the key into the into the ignition and I turn it. It just there's just a sputter. A really horrible sputter. She doesn't start and I take a moment and I and I try again. This time, with one plus and a blank, with the second turn, the engine comes into life just a little bit longer, and then you hear it turn over, and Penny starts and makes her way out on the ice. There are several points during the journey where I can feel her tires not gripping anything, and I just I'm just so careful because, as with all these conditions, it's been been crazy, but. I'm sure it's fine. It's just another, another thing I have to deal with. I've got plenty of wheels. I've just got to take my time and just keep calm. I'll be all right. Okay, now going to pull my cards for day four. So, first card is the Six of Clubs. Right, six of clubs is a rig roll. You keep something stashed beneath the driver's seat. What is it? What is its current value to you? Hmm. What is its current value to me? I have, underneath my seat, I have things to stop people getting into my cab. I don't think tasers existed in 1983, but I'll go for a bottle of pepper spray. You know, it's just small, but I always have it in the cab just in case. And if I need to use it, I'll use it. But I regret, in a way, that I don't have a handgun or something. But I just... Why would I need one? And it's it's so unlikely people would, would come into the cab. There's nothing kept in the cabs overnight, and it's just usually me. So. so I always thought pepper spray would be enough, but now I'm regretting and wishing it was wishing it was a handgun just to stop anything from 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 coming in card number two Ooh. oh it's it's a big ace card it's a road card so the ace of spades i think it's the most unlucky card in the deck i seem to think as well <gasps> Ooh. oh brilliant okay you begin to make sense of the roadways is it intuition experience or simple luck do you believe in a higher power? Immediately advance to the next location. When you check your progress at the end of the day, advance as normal. So I get to advance twice today. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so I think it's a mixture of all three. The intuition, the experience and the luck. I recognise some of these roads from previous jobs and with the ice and stuff, I call back to... Um, you know, all those semi-drivers, we, we share stories and stuff. And when we, when you see each other, we say, hey, 
this patch of road don't go down it at this time it's bad for traffic or it's bad weather wise just keep to the the open roads and and this that and the other and all that all that sort of thing so i do that and within the afternoon the ice has cleared it becomes foggy like a a mist comes down from the hills and spreads across the open highway and it gets thick in some places but it doesn't bother me i think it almost happens gradually and then suddenly i'm in the fog and it's it's a relief in a way because now there's nothing hazardous on the ground that could skip me up but now i can't see as well and i'm having to really double check where things are so it's a mixture of all three i think there's, there's some intuition and maybe i'm just just bold luck essentially <sighs> so yeah advanced onto the fog stage that's five travel places i've only got another four to go card number three for day four Ooh, it's another spade card. It's the three of spades. So I would have moved on anyway. So now I've used up two, I've used up quite a number of them. Ooh, okay. Oh, Got to keep that in mind. You are drawn to a small car on the side road. A boombox sits on the car's hood, filling the air with unfamiliar music. Pick a song, track 6 to 12, and begin listening to it. After a minute, stop the song. The boombox batteries are dead. As the song ends, what crosses your mind? The choices I have for songs are Future Shock by Herbie Hancock, I Just Want to Be Your Fantasy by Cheryl Lynn, Try Again, Champagne, uh, Nuclear War by Sun Ra, Attitude, Bad Brains, Morning, Al Jarul. So I'm guessing all these songs are actually songs from the track that I picked in the character thing. Uh, what did I pick? I picked number three. Tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. They tell me of an unclouded day. Number three. So I'm going to assume this is going to be Try Again by Champagne. So that's what I'm going to pick. So that's not the song I thought it was. I recognise the song in the sense that it was it was a song that I used to call our song with Eddie. And as the as the boombox batteries die, it's almost as if like as if it was on vinyl, and the uh, the playhead just gets ripped off. And it reminds me of we used to dance to the song at the school dance and how it was almost like a rosy tint on things, how his smile used to be my whole world and and now 
it's not, and it's not. That's okay, but things aren't rosy, things aren't aren't good. That's okay, everything's allowed to be flawed and imperfect. It's not this perfect fantasy that we we want. So I I like to think that as well. This small car is actually next to another gas station. They're always next to gas stations. And so it's really weird. This me going back to the truck and hearing the song and turning around and when I turn around the music stops. Or even better, no, I turn around and I'm going towards the boombox to uh, my hand reaches out and it it stops before I can touch it. And there's a moment of thinking that is was it worth it to break up with him for this? I could have been so happy and I've just ruined everything. I turn around suddenly thinking is he here? Has he done this? Has he lured me into something? And I shake my head and I get back into the cab. It's done. What's done is done. No point in being nostalgic about something that wasn't even true. And I carry on into the fog. So I carried on. Um, yeah, I've advanced to the next section. So I was in the fog, but now I can advance as normal. And I can go to wind now. So the fog clears as I'm bedding down for the night. It sort of clears out and it seems peaceful. And it would be, like, I would feel a sense of relief if it wasn't for the fact that the trees are blowing like mad and it picks up, I think, a storm's on the way. Trish make it back to Nana Sue for her birthday party? Or will her past catch up to her? Find out next time on What Am I Rolling? The What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode player was Fiona Howard.
This episode's RPG was Long Haul 1983, a solo RPG that tells the story of a dangerous journey through an empty world. Written by Sean Patrick Kane. You can find out more information about Long Haul 1983 and other games by Sean Patrick Kane on itch.io. The theme music was 8-bit march by Twin Musicon. Twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. Want to find out more about the podcast? Check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at onemyrollingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at WAIR underscore podcast for latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply.